Spoilers ahead. Spoilers ahead. Yeehaw! All you partners out there, we all, we all welcome you all to another big old episode of Max Mike Movies, the most root rootin' tootin' shootin' fig newton podcast west of MySpace. This week we done got us another installment of I keep meaning to watch that. Yeehaw! And this, and this time was my choice, and I done chose Giant, James Dean's wait, wait, last wait, wait, film. Wait, 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 what? I'm sorry. What did you say? A uh, giant. Uh, weren't we supposed to watch Big? Oh no! I, I'm pretty no, sure you I said, said big. giant. It's not the same thing. It isn't. No, you're off by like forty years. Uh, or oh, thirty years. Uh, yeah. Here, uh, give, give, give me, give me a sec. Uh, I okay, gotta, I gotta. Um, <laughs> yeah. Okay, just cross out. Can't believe out, this. Cross out everywhere it says. Yeah. yeah. Tom Hanks and put in Rock Hudson. Okay. Yep. <clears throat> yeah. All right, I'm ready. Good. Yeah, that, that giant. Giant. <laughs> James Dean's last film and an Oscar-nominated flicker about a family in the great state of Texas, starring such famous Texas actors as Rock Hudson. <laughs> oh, okay, he was born in Illinois. Elizabeth Two-Gun Taylor, <laughs> who's from London via Missouri. Uh, and James the Mumbling Kid Dean. Yeehaw! Who's from Indiana. Well, that's huh. West-ish. Well, um, there are other folks in this who I'm sure were from Texas, like... Earl Holloman. Earl Holloman. No, he he wasn't Dennis Hopper. Mercedes McCambridge. That's a very Texas name if I've ever heard. Uh, Well, this movie sure is about a big old Texas family anyway. And I'm one of your hosts, Max the Beantown Hebrew Levine. (laughs) You're the only one, huh? Yeah, yeah, I'm it. And uh, I am Mike... Three Spurs loose. <laughs> That's me old Three Spurs. Yeehaw. <laughs> Nicely done. You like that? Didn't yep. did, didn't even give me a chance. Thank it up. Just got to go right off the top of my head. And in case any of you cowpokes are interested, you you can uh, you want to check out some of our older podcasts, the ones that have wandered off into the sunset down Mexico ways or some such. You can Get along. Check us. <laughs> Get along, little podcasts. You can find us on our website at maxmikemovies.com or on the podcast app of your choice, provided your choice is the Apple Podcast app or the Google Podcast app. Uh, You can find us moseying around the Twitter or on the Facebook with uh, Max Mike Movies. And if I might add, uh, moo. Moo, yes. (laughs) Or you can send us one of them fancy Eastern emails at us at MasksMikeMovies.com. I believe the term is highfalutin. Highfalutin, that's right. (laughs) Because I like my falutin done high, I do. (laughs) Yeehaw. (laughs) The show. I'm going to try to summarize the plot. Now, this movie is over 200 minutes long. Three hours! <laughs> Three hours, Three yeah. I'm sorry. I knew it was long. Hours. I didn't know it was quite that long. Hours. Yeah. Three hours, 21 minutes. Ouch. Yeah. Uh, Whew, I little... can't wait to see the director's cut. Uh, 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 uh. <laughs> so, the plot, it runneth thusly. Texas cattleman, Bick Benedict, or... Man Huge Large, played by Rock Hudson, 
comes east to buy a prize racehorse, but ends up getting more than he bargained for when he falls in love with Maryland society gal Leslie, played by Elizabeth Taylor. They marry very quickly. Very quickly. Yeah, it's like two days. Uh, and move to, back to Texas to live on Bick's sprawling ranch, the Riata. There, Leslie has to learn to deal with a um, very different culture. <laughs> I'll and, say. Yeah, and Bick has to learn how to deal with a strong-minded, op- you know, strong-willed, speaks-her-mind wife, which throws him for a loop, as he is very traditional and kind of bullheaded. <laughs> I see what you did there. Yep, bull. Mm-hmm. <laughs> 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 Things are complicated by a former Riata ranch hand turned oil cut tycoon, Jet Rink, played by Old James Jet Dean. is dead. Poor Old Jet, Jet is dead. Is dead. <laughs> the story follows the growth and changes of the Benedict family as a new generation arises, and Bick, set in his ways, has to deal with the way his world is changing. That that pretty much sums it up. That's what it's about. Yeah, kind of. Okay, good, because when we get to, to talking about... When we all get talking about film, I'm going to ask you a question. Go, you go sure. right ahead with your trivia. You betcha. Uh, the director of this was George Stevens. Also, before this, probably best known for Shane. Mother also, wants you, wants you. Wants you. Also did the Oscar-winning film A Place in the Sun and The Greatest Story Ever Told. What was The Greatest Story Ever Told? Uh, oh, that was a circus it, movie. That's right. Uh, no, I believe it was of The Hungry, Hungry Caterpillar. <laughs> I love that game. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so, trivia. Yes. Uh, location filming took place for two months outside the tiny Texas town of Marfa. I'm sorry, there I'm was sorry. a town? There was a town. It was like eight people. And uh, every time I heard that town of Marfa, all I thought was, Why did you say that name? <laughs> My mother's name was Marfa. <laughs> I'll kill you! <laughs> we have just enacted the entirety of Batman vs. Superman. Enjoy. Yeah, now- you don't need to see it. No. Really, you don't. <laughs> um, uh, George Stevens, the director, didn't have a closed set. He actively encouraged the townspeople to come by, either to watch the shooting, visit with the cast and crew, or take part as extras, inclu- even or dialect coaches, bit players, stagehands. This movie was, it was nominated for six Oscars. It won Best Director. Really? It was also, yeah, it was actually nominated for Best Picture, Best Actor, both James Dean and Rock Hudson were nominated for Best Actor. This is the only time Rock Hudson was nominated for Best Actor. Mm -hmm. Best Supporting Actress for Mercedes McCambridge, Best Writing, Best Art Direction, Best Costume Design, Best Editing, Best Music Score. Best Cow. You you do have, I have to say, kind of conspicuous by its absence is no one was nominated for Best Actress. Ooh. Sorry, Elizabeth. Oh, that will happen again and again. Yeah. Uh, the screenplay, despite this movie being over three hours. Over the screenplay, three hours? The screenplay is only 70 pages. I'll kill you! I will kill you! <laughs> sorry, sorry. Yeah, which is weird because it, it, it's a general sort of rule in Hollywood script writing. It's usually, a, a movie is usually about a minute per page. Yeah. Oh, uh, wow. Carol Baker, who plays Elizabeth Taylor Taylor's daughter, I think was Judy... Is actually was actually older than Elizabeth Taylor at the time, and uh, Dennis Hopper, yes, uh, that Dennis Hopper who plays her son, was only four years younger. Carol Baker actually played Luz. Oh, Luz, excuse yeah. me, Luz the Luz the second. Yes, yeah. Uh, Rock, when Rod Hudson was cast, director George Stevens asked him who he preferred as his leading lady, Grace Kelly or Elizabeth Taylor. Oh. Yeah. You moron. <laughs> Can you imagine? 
Can you imagine? And Hudson picked Taylor, who was cast, and they they apparently became lifelong friends. Well, you know, because Liz really has always been a proponent for gay people. Yeah. So. What? Wait, wait. What are you saying? Um, what are you, what are you oh, we'll get to that later. What? Well, oh, oh, okay. <laughs> oh, there's there's a couple of queens in this film, apparently. <laughs> so uh, not queens, but you know, gay. Yeah, yeah. Uh, during the production shoot, James Dean also appeared in an informal black and white TV commercial, where he responded to questions posed by actor Gig Young. Ah. I- ironically, this was to promote safe driving. Oh, that thing that they didn't ever actually show. Yeah, and. Uh, <laughs> He informed viewers, people say racing is dangerous. Uh, James Dean was very big into auto racing. He wanted to, like, drive the Indy 500. But I'd rather take my chances on the track any day than on the highway. Before he left the studio, he added one piece of advice. Drive safely, because the life you save may be mine. <laughs> Oops. Yeah, yeah ouch. And uh, af- a week after they finished principal photography for this movie, uh, he died in a car, his, the legendary car crash. Right. Yeah. Uh, and the 50s were over. Pretty much. Uh, Elizabeth Taylor and her, at the time, husband, Michael Wilding. Yeah, oh, I'd never heard of him either. Well, he must have been like two or three or something. Yeah, I don't know how far. Oh, no, wait, because wasn't, wasn't uh, what's his name, three and five? Uh, Richard Burton? Yes, Richard Burton, I think actually was three, five, and six. I'm not <laughs> sure. He, he was a bunch of them. <laughs> okay. He was several. Uh they invited Rock Hudson and his future wife to their house for a get-to-know-you drinks that one night at the very start of the production. Uh, Rock described this evening as a liquid evening. They all got very drunk. Finishing the evening at 3 a.m. Taylor's call time was 5.30 a.m. And Hudson's was about a half an hour later. Fortunately for them, the scene being shot was the wedding scene of... Uh, Wait, who who is getting which one? It's the one back in uh, Maryland. Oh, oh, right, right, right. When when Liz and Ted is taking the kids off and yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. It's, I, oh, it's, it's her it's, sister. Excuse me, yeah. it's her sister's wedding. Yeah, uh, that's the scene. There was no dialogue for them, so instead of talking, all they had to do was look lovingly at each other. The two <laughs> actors were concentrating so hard on not throwing up. <laughs> <laughs> that they were really surprised when some of the people on set started to cry. They were so convinced of the looks of adoration they were giving each other. <laughs> they were probably like, oh, good, we can hold each other up now. <laughs> yeah, I, I think so. It's like, oh, God, how sick do you feel? Oh, I'm, oh, God. Now, Rock Hudson and James Dean did not get along. No. Later rumors suggested that Dean rejected a pass from Rock Hudson but there's actually no evidence of this at all. That was just rumor. Most sources reported that they just didn't like the way they didn't eat like each other's approach to acting. I mean, Hudson was pretty much a classically trained standardized actor, and James Dean was one of the early proponents of this weird thing called method acting. Yeah, the thing that uh, he was following Marlon Brando for. Yeah, yeah. M- much to Marlon Brando's dismay. Yeah. <laughs> Midnight phone calls. <laughs> This uh, film, the budget was five, a little over $5 million, and the gross was $39 million. This was the highest grossing film in Warner Brothers history until 1973 with The Exorcist, which oh. also had Mercedes McCambridge in it. Oh. Do you know who she was? Uh, she was the pea soup. <laughs> <laughs> Close. She was the voice of the demon Pazuzu. 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 <laughs> 50,000 Pazuzas. <laughs> 10,000 gold grickles. Apparently, James Dean was not that easy to work with. K. 
Quel surprise. Yeah, big surprise. Uh, he refused to show up for one Saturday call because he had planned to move that day. <laughs> a week later, he showed up on a day when Mercedes McCambridge had shown up on time, even though the night before, before she was sent to the hospital at, for stitches after a bad fall. They stitched her up and she said, yeah, I'm ready to go. And George Stevens was so pissed that he lambasted him in front of the entire cast and crew and then just walked off the set and left an assistant to direct James Dean's scenes. Huh. Well, you know, when you got to move, I mean, that's mm. that's pretty important. You know, moving, <laughs> moving, oh, yeah. oh, and making moving. a $5 million movie. Oh, I, I got to move. I, I, sorry. I gotta... <laughs> uh, Rock Hudson, in a later interview, claimed that when he saw the film in the theater for the first time, he was booed throughout. And he was this really freaked him out. He was really upset until the big fight in the diner uh-huh. when the audience started cheering him. And he realized the reaction was to the character, not to him as an actor. Uh, Apparently, Rock was not terribly confident in his abilities. Hey, he convinced everybody he was straight. <laughs> True. Well, not everybody. Apparently, he was one of the big open secrets in Hollywood. Everyone in Hollywood knew. Yeah. And we'll, yeah. we'll, we'll talk a little bit about yeah, that yeah. and James uh, Dean. Oops, I gave it away. Yeah. <laughs> Gary Cooper happened to be at Warner Brothers the day Mercedes McCambridge was doing hair and makeup tests. When he got a look at the brand new Stetson she was supposed to wear in the film, he said, You mean to sit there and tell me that a Texan woman who spends most of her waking hours in the middle of hundreds of head of cattle would be caught dead in that stupid store hat? He called a wardrobe man he'd worked with and gave McCambridge an old hat he had worn in other films. It even had his name in the band. When McCambridge noticed the water stains, she asked if it had been rained on. And Gary Cooper said, nope, peed on a lot, though. <laughs> That's what makes it such a fine Texas hat. No self-respecting rancher wears a hat that his horse hasn't peed on. Uh, all right, so wait, I, I'm trying to figure out how would you be in position for that to happen? What are you, checking the spark plugs? No, yeah, no. <laughs> No, you could be getting something out of the horse's hooves, or you could just drop, or your hat comes off and the horse pe- steps on it and pees on it. Because it's been waiting all this time. Oh, I just, when you drop that hat, I just, oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I had a little extra water this morning and you're getting it. <laughs> according to McCambridge, James Dean kept trying to steal the hat. Okay. Yep. Well, maybe he had a thing for Gary Cooper. Who knows? Mm, who knows? Uh,. Now, although he didn't like his lack of professionalism, George Stevens was very complimentary about James Dean's acting abilities. He even admitted that some of, well, one of the things was James Dean was chronically late. Yeah. And apparently even Stevens said it was because of a result of his work getting into character before shooting. Hmm. Uh, J- uh, Jordan, Vic, Benedict, and the Riata Ranch are at, were based on re- a real person in a real place. Robert Bob J. Kleberg Jr., <laughs> You don't need to tell us. Robert, we get what Bob comes from. That's how it's written. That's I how it was know. always written. Robert, quotation, Bob, unquote, <sighs> J. Kelberg Jr. Okay. <laughs> and the King Ranch in Kingsville, Texas. It was like uh, the Riata. It was over half a million acres. This was actually 825,000 acres. It includes portions of six Texas counties, including most of Cleburne County. wonder where that name came from. Mm. Much of Kennedy County and largely a livestock ranch before the discovery of oil. And uh, this film also reunites James Dean with two of his co-stars from Rebel Without a Cause. Sal Mineo and, <laughs> Jay, and Dennis Hopper. Kinda. 
Yeah, well, uh, let's see. Sal Mineo, uh, uh, <laughs> I have this in my notes, Sal Mineo as a Mexican, okay. Yeah, uh, yeah. Let's see. They don't appear in any scenes together, and Sal has literally no lines. Okay. You, well, no, those don't, but uh, Dennis Hopper shows up in a lot of scenes with uh, Vic. He's supposed to be his son. No, no, I know that, but Sal Mineo yeah. and, and, and James yeah. Dean don't appear together at all. No, and okay. quite honestly, it could have been anywhere. The, uh, the fact that they even put Sal Mineo's name in the credits amazed me, because he does... He, he, he gets a close-up. Good for him. But he I doesn't... he had, like, one line, didn't he? He's talking to Dennis Hopper in the background. Yeah. It's like... I don't... Anyway, go ahead. Yeah. And, no, uh, that's pretty much... There's a ton of other trivia about it, but uh, that's pretty much all I... I think that's enough. The Lowdown. Yeehaw! Yeah! Woo! I have oh. to admit, the first shot when uh, Rock Hudson gets off the... Uh, tra- oh, sorry, Vic gets off the train... And his suitcase has a big R on it. Yeah. All I thought was, is that for Rock Hudson? <laughs> I didn't actually make that connection. I was just thinking, wow, did you let your kid do that? What the hell? <laughs> um, wow, three hours. Yeah, three hours. this yep. was a, yeah. And then, you know, they have those big credits. I don't think this was shot in Cinerama or anything, but I can see this being on a big screen. Liz, Rock, Carol. Carol? Carol. <laughs> Mercedes. Uh, well, you know. Um, Earl Holloman. Uh, Earl Holloman, who we all know from Police Woman. Well, now, see, he's actually, there's two stars in this film, not stars, but two actors <laughs> in this film that come of, come from two of my favorite science fiction films ever, and Earl Holloman is one of them. Ah, oh, wait, wait, let me guess. Uh, um, Forbidden Planet. Yes, he plays the cook. I believe right. his name is, in fact, um, Cookie. Cookie, yeah. <laughs> Uh, and Rod Taylor, who plays the, I guess he's supposed to be a diplomat who's originally going to marry Liz Taylor. Oh. Uh, he's the uh, lead in Time Machine. Oh, you're kidding. He the, plays the orig- George. The one from the 60s? Yep. Oh, no. Oh, I did not. Oh, I didn't get that at all. Yeah. He, well, he's on screen for about a minute and a half. But... Well, he has lines, though. And then it's like, well, I can't have that daughter. I guess I'll have this one. Uh, mm. Or to be fair, she's like, well, do you want him? Because if you don't, I do. And uh, Trixie <laughs> I, or Bunny I, I, or whatever her name is. Yeah, yeah, I, I, yeah Muffy or something. <laughs> such. Yes, I, I do like that. Yeah, you're, Come along. You're for me now. <laughs> <laughs> and he's just like, ah, okay. <laughs> Excuse me. Uh, he's British in this film. So, oh, yes. Okay. Okay. I think we can do better than that. Don't ask Brad and Janet. They lie. <laughs> Um, so did, now, now you chose this film. Mm-hmm. What did you know about it ahead of time? Uh, almost nothing. I didn't even know it was about Texas. Me All either. I, and so my old... first note says, "Oh dear gods, it's a western." Yeah, you know, uh, technically, yeah. I mean, it's about a, a place in the west, but mainly I picked it because I've only ever seen one James Dean film, and that was Rebel Without a Cause. I, of course, well, before I checked into this, I realized that meant I'd seen 33% of his movies. <laughs> yeah, that's the same thing. I'd only seen that one, and, you know, maybe I should see East of Eden, too. Um, also, this was a, you know, this was a big Oscar nominee. This was a big movie for the year it the uh, year it was out. Oh, it's I, a big movie. It's a, um, it's a giant. It's a Texas-sized movie. Although I still don't know why it's called Giant. Mm, I'm like, not sure. What's the, who's the giant? Like, there was nobody over 6'4". <laughs> Although I, I will Rock say Rock Hudson, Hudson is pretty tall. He is pretty tall. <laughs> maybe, maybe that's why they hired him. Well, I think part of it is, you know, they use, they refer to giants in the earth, you know, and uh, he's this sort of, he's a t- in a way he's a kind of giant larger-than-life figure at the beginning, you know. He's one of the, the hard-bitten Texas cattlemen. 
Okay. And, and Texas itself, you know, that's they always talk about everything is bigger in Texas. Yes, yes, even though they do. Even though it's the second largest state, not the largest. Well, in the states to count, it is. Yeah, yeah whatever. <laughs> yeah, okay. Texas. Texas is an is an unusual place. It has a. You, you know, they were one of the only states that, when they joined the union, were were annexed. They haven't had it in their constitution that they could secede any time they wanted. That's te- fine. Texas is the only, I believe, the only state that was its own country for nine years. It the, you know, became its own. The it was the Republic of Texas. Yeah. Once they managed to snag it from the Mexicans. I love that line. Liz Ooh, Taylor boy. stays up all night reading about Texas because she's going to land herself a man. Yeah. And one of the things she says is, didn't we steal Texas from Mexico? Yes. And you do not say that to a Texan. <laughs> well, that's okay because the, the Spaniards stole it from the Native Americans. So yeah. it's, it's yeah. fair. Uh, but yeah, I... I, I I, I couldn't help but think that this was a Texas movie made by a northerner. I don't know anything about yeah. George, what's his name, the, the, the director. Well, he's but, a Hollywood director. It was it was a very Hollywood view of Texas. Yes, uh, I will I will I will give them that because it's not entirely complimentary. No, um, no, and some of the I have to say I was really surprised at some of the issues this movie deals with. Yes. It deals very frankly with the racism toward it, the Mexicans. It does. It doesn't entirely conquer it. <laughs> no, but it actually portrays it as negative. Yes, it does. And, and this is 1956. This so 1956, that's... and there's an interracial marriage. Yes, there is. Bick Jr., he, or Bick III, I think he is, because technically Rock Hudson is Bick II. I don't know where they get Bick from, though, guys. It's I like it was like somebody was an infant, and that's the closest they could get to yeah. Benedict. Because I guess. the actual first name is Jordan. Yeah, yeah, that's but, a manly name. No, I'm just yeah. kidding. <laughs> I, yeah, th- there is that, um, and they they hmm. they don't they tackle it, they wrestle it to the ground, they brand it, but it kind of gets up again too because yeah, I the mean, very the very end that, he uses that I won't say the term but he uses yeah. a very derogatory term towards his grandson and his excuse is well a man's got to speak the truth once in a while and it's like uh, uh, okay yeah, didn't, didn't your wife just tell you that she loved you because you finally stood up for something that was worthwhile mm. and we've been waiting three hours for you to do this and you're just going to still go well yeah I did that but he's still a you know what so okay and I did, you know, it's funny, Mercedes McCambridge, who was nominated for a Best Supporting Actress ro- uh, role, out of a three-hour, 20-minute movie, she's on screen for, what, 10 minutes? And she was... She was Luz. She was the first Luz. Luz. Uh, Luz. Luz. She was okay. uh, Bick's well, sister. And uh, she's terrific. She is. She's, I have listed, Luz is a horror. <laughs> And she is. And I kept forgetting that it was his sister. I kept thinking it was his mother. And I was going to write it down a note saying, she doesn't look quite old enough to be his mother. And then I was like, oh, no, right, that's his sister. Yikes. Okay. Um, And, you know, I didn't even think about this until right now. But in a way, she kind of sets the tone for where the the film is going because... Bick keeps saying, oh, my father and his father, and it's always the sons. And it's like, yeah, except you're not really in charge. <laughs> yeah, Luz is the one who really runs things, especially when he's not there. Except even she is like, you know, you're supposed to be here. The man is supposed to be here running running the ranch because that's how it's been, you know, for... And now I have to say, it's like, yes, it's always been that way for three generations yeah since we yeah, stole that's it not from... that impressive you know that's your grandpa and your pa it's like all right yeah mm. but 
Yeah. That, la- that land's been there a lot longer, but anyway. And I don't know about you, but I, I really just hated her. She was so oh. awful. And when she gets on that horse, I'm like, oh, I hope she gets bucked off and hits a rock. I really do. And, of course, she does. I uh, was okay with her. I thought she was kind of, you know, obviously worried about her place being usurped. I thought she was a really interesting character. I was I was started to kind of feel for her until she starts using the spurs on the horse. Yeah. And, I and think then it's like, oh, no, no. Yeah. I But the thing is, is that she's all about tradition, which means mm-hmm. that the man's wife should run the house. Yeah. Like that. So in a way it's her own lack of being able to confront tradition and expectation that actually keeps her from just taking the, literally the reins out of rock. Hunt. Give me that because yeah. she's obviously better at it than he is. Well, I don't know. We don't know that. We don't really see him do a great deal. Exactly. But and everybody impl- kind of looks to her, including yeah, James even Dean. After she's gone, the ranch still prospers, and I don't really get the feeling that Elizabeth Taylor was running it. No, but it, I, I think she was better at it. I'm not saying that Rock Hudson oh, was maybe. hopeless like his son. Interesting. Um, but I think that yeah. she was better, but it's like, I can't do this. It's almost like, and this is a weird uh, parallel to make, but it's almost like when Cersei puts Joffrey on the throne. It's like she really wants it, but she can't kind of have it yet. But yeah. she wants to make sure that she's there to make sure that things the are running. Placeholder. Yeah. yeah. And then, of course, later, you know, that's that's for Game of Thrones fans that, you yeah. know, I'm sure you were thinking, oh, I want to listen to a Western. What's this Game of Thrones crap? But I do like some of the, the some of the way the cinematography is done when Luz is, is dying and they when she dies and they pull the blanket over her, they cover her except for her boots. They you do. Just, I, I couldn't help but think it's because the blanket was too short. Yeah, but I thought that was a nice touch. Like, yep, yep, she's a real Texan. She died with her boots on. She's still wearing the spurs. Yeehaw. Yeehaw. Um, and it is it is Luz. As much as I hate to say it, it is Luz. I don't know what it's short for. Mm. It looks like the French word for light, but it is Luz. Hmm. Yeah. I kept, okay. They kept saying it over. Luz, 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 Luz. And she's <laughs> like the only one who's sympathetic to, to Jet. Right. Is James Dean and Jet is this sort of? Well, I'm not sure why nobody. Why I don't know if he's not good at his job. I don't. I also have to say I don't know if it was the print I have or the my sound system. I had a lot of trouble understanding what James <laughs> Dean was saying. All right, it wasn't just me. Yeah, I'm no. sitting there going, "What is this? The Dick Tracy villain mumbles?" <laughs> Big boy did. Big Bird did it. Big Bird did it. Now, uh, I understand some of that is because yeah, he was a method actor and he was trying to speak naturally. He didn't like to talk in the sort of, you know, uh, more clipped, affected way that a lot of uh, film stars did. But this made him really hard to understand. Yes. <laughs> and I wore headphones. I always wear headphones uh, when I watch our movies. I should have done and that. It didn't matter. <laughs> There are just times where I'm like, what the hell did he I was say? Re- I was almost ready to turn on the subtitles. Yeah, I, it probably just says mumble something <laughs> in parentheses. And, now, and that, yeah. that was kind of his one of his things, right? Yeah. They, he was known for being brooding and, and mumbly. My feeling real quick before we move on is mm. that he came from a lesser family. Because yeah. there's obviously a big stratification of money in this there's not necessarily a stratification of class Mm -hmm. but there is a stratification of money and he obviously was somewhat of a quote-unquote ne'er-do-well but it's also obvious that luz and jet had something for each other but both of them knew that they couldn't dare do anything about it and that's actually a major plot point because in luz's will 
And it's funny because I didn't realize she could do this. She leaves him like, what, 500 acres, uh, a small plot, but which apparently is a small plot yeah. of land uh, next to, to the Riata or part of the Riata. And, and Bick honors it. He says, okay. I mean, and it's not clear if she, it was legal because I assume Bick owns everything. Well, I figured it was. I'm guessing that there was there was land bequeathed to the the son and the daughter as the yeah. family, but it was sort of more of a well, you can have this part. My yeah. son's going to have all the five hundred thousand, five hundred eighty nine thousand acres, yeah. um, or she may even have a larger parcel, and that's just what she gave mm-hmm. Jet because she figured it's a, well, if I give him any more, it's going to look funny. And I have to say, the first time he goes there, my first thought is, I bet there's oil. Well, they telegraph it. Yeah, that's one of my notes. Is like literally, it's like, oh, you know, I think I'm gonna just go ahead and gamble on with Luz, and he goes walks right by, and I swear there's like I, there was a, this, uh, either an oil well or somebody says oil, or we cut past a well, and it's like, <laughs> yeah, we get it, we know it, and that's the only thing I knew about this film. Is I'd uh, seen the scene, and I think it was one of those commercials for Sunday afternoon at the movies on uh, Channel 56 or TV mm-hmm. 38 or whatever, where we see the gusher come in, which it oh, does. Yeah. So that's that's literally all I knew about this film. I didn't know when it took place. I mean, I could guess. Uh, I knew there was oil in them our hills, yeah. and I knew James Dean was in it. That's all and I all, knew. All I could think is at one point, um, Leslie comes to visit him on his little spread, and she steps in some mud. And when she pulls her foot out, up all I could think was, and up from the ground come a bubble and crude <laughs> oil. That, <laughs> well, that is. is black gold, Texas tea. <laughs> and what did they just have? Texas tea. Yep. So this film, <laughs> it, it predicts the Beverly Hills <laughs> or the Bell Arabs, depending the on which ba- <laughs> Oh, God. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah so uh, as soon as James Dean shows up, my mm. note was, uh-oh, James Dean. Because it's like, yeah. oh, there's trouble. Yeah, and, you, it, James Dean just never shows up to make things easier. No, and he only got three films to do that, but that's yeah. fine. But then there's certain expressions he has. And I'm looking at him going, oh, James Dean, and of course, you know, chronology does not bear up on this theory, if you want to put Mm -hmm. it that way. James Dean is the love child of Brad Pitt and Benicio Del Toro. (laughs) Okay. He's got that kind of blondie good looks of Mm -hmm. Brad, and he's got that squinty, I'm going to kill you thing that Benicio (laughs) does so well. And it's like, I I kept seeing the two faces superimposed. It's like, oh, it's Benicio Del Pitt. It's perfect. I, the thing about him is, yeah, he mumbles. Yeah, he has these weird affects. Like, he keeps bobbing his head. And when he walks, he sometimes hops. Yeah. But he has so much presence. He really does. You cannot not look at him. No. it's a, And they're very smart in how they put him on screen with other actors. Because you won't pay attention to anybody else. They always make sure someone else is in the foreground. And the only reason Rock Hudson can hold his his own in a scene with him is because he's 11 feet taller (laughs) i mean he you know and it's really sad because you have to wonder is this river phoenix all over again is this heath ledger all over again i'd say philip seymour hoffman he died too early but at least we got more than three movies out it's pretty clear it was an accident i mean he was being reckless but hmm? no 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 i mean like is this somebody that we were just seeing the beginning and could have gone on to do amazing oh i definitely i absolutely think so he was just a big friggin' ball of potential. Yeah. He could have done anything. And yeah, no, those are very good comparisons. Philip Seymour Hoffman. Philip Seymour Hoffman was a little older. He had yeah. done a great deal. But yeah, yeah Heath Ledger, definitely. And, and River Phoenix, thing, yep. The thing for me with Philip Seymour Hoffman, we talked about him just last week. Mm-hmm. Or the, yeah. I'm sorry, it wasn't last week. I was editing that episode last ah. week. But Philip Seymour Hoffman, 
he did great roles, but I have this feeling that there was still like he was going to get to that age where he could only do older roles mm-hmm. and he was going to surprise us again. I have this feeling that he was going to be like Gary Oldman who just kept getting better and better. I think um, that's I think you might be right because when we think of Seymour Philip Seymour Hoffman uh, what do you, I can't think of what I would say is his signature role, you know? Oh yeah, that was he did that great. Well, he did a lot of really good stuff, but I never I can't really think of one where it was like this was his role of a lifetime. Did you see him in the Capote role? Yes, and he I was would... really good in that. I mean, yeah. I honestly forgot it was him. Yeah. He um, but the movie itself is kind of weak. And it's interesting because it's a totally different type of charisma. Because you're right, when James Dean's on the screen, it's like, oh yes, there's James Dean and also Texas. Yeah. Um, and he, you're just like, what is he going to do? Because you keep waiting. He's holding so much back. Yeah. And it's like, is he going to hit somebody? Is he going to go nuts? Is he going to grab Elizabeth Taylor? Because you know he wants to. Oh, yeah. But he's got just enough, uh, the tiniest touch of class or wanting to be better or improve himself or something that he he's just polite. You know he wants to jump her, but he doesn't. No. Um, and because I think it's because on some level the character, you know, Jet doesn't think he's worthy. He doesn't think he deserves yeah. her. Yeah, you could be right there. And again, mm. and, and then Philip Seymour Hoffman, mm. he loses himself in the role. You still want to watch him, but it's a totally different thing. Yeah, um, it's not quite the same kind of raw animal magnetism. It's Philip Seymour Hoffman was fascinating. Yeah. He just looked at him and go, what is he going to say? What's he going to do here? Yeah. Whereas James Dean is like, I don't care what he says or does. I can't not. I can't look away. Yeah. And Heath Ledger, I think, was literally just hitting his stride. Like he think, was yeah. just starting to open up and be like, wow, I want to see what the. OK. Yeah. And yeah. River Phoenix started off strong. Like, mm-hmm. oh, my God. Uh, stand by me. If, oh. If three folks have not seen Stand By Me, amazing performances in that. And it's four kids. And one of them's Corey Feldman. And he does a great job. Will Wheaton does a great job. River Phoenix does a great mm. job. And I can't figure it, remember his name, but the kid who plays Vern did oh, a great job. I don't remember either. Yeah, and even uh, what a Kiefer Sutherland yep. it, as the bad guy. He does a terrific job. Yeah, and it's... it's ugh. When actors like this do dumb stuff like od or drive too fast or whatever it's like you're left wondering and that's and this you if you've not seen a james dean film and you always wonder why are people still talking about that guy he died over 60 years ago and he made three movies who cares well if you watch one of them like this you'll find out yeah pretty much and it's kind of unfortunate because obviously the center of this movie is supposed to be the relationship between bick and leslie is it it's supposed to be, but I, I don't think it is. I think it's everyone and James Dean. I well, I just don't. Mm. Mm. One of my final film or final films. One of my final notes <laughs> is: Who is this movie about? What is it about? And my final theme is: Oh, no one's happy except Vashti, the next door neighbor. I'm sorry, Vashti, <laughs> and she's funny because we first see her and even hear about her. She's like, oh, she's the neighbor's girl who they mm. want me to marry. And he brings Elizabeth Taylor back. You know, it's like, oh, here's my wife. And there's Vashti. And, and it's obvious that she still wishes she'd married Rock Hudson. And but she's it turns also out, very shy and very, you know, reserved when she starts out. But as the movie goes on, she gets more and more open and loud and fun. Because she's the only happy character yeah. in the whole movie. She's Except for the old time. boys who are having the bourbon. You know, they're pretty yeah. happy. But yeah, they're yeah. all 
Um, I want to speaking of the uh, the relationship. So as you noted, it's very early in the film. I checked the clock. We have three hours and twenty seven minutes. How long does it take for them to get married? Nineteen. Yeah. yeah. We explore their relationship almost not at all. It's literally he shows up. Well, there's a tall drink of water. Think I'll have me some of that, and that's it. And, and some she, of it, and then like her fa- her mother is like, wait, he has how much land? Yeah. You know, there's very the mother is very clearly, you know, the one wants to make the advantageous marriage for the kids. Wants, yeah. And it's not like they're hurting. They've got some horse ranch in Maryland. Oh, oh yeah, no, these people are very clearly rich. They clearly just want their kids to marry other rich people because that's what you're supposed to do. Right, but it's like, I don't know. I, I she literally sees him. Stays up all night reading about Texas, berates him about it in the morning, and then they're married, I guess, on the train or something. I don't know. That's the whole love at first sight nonsense. I mean, when when she shows up, he just can't stop looking at her. And let's face it, Elizabeth Taylor is gorgeous. She is really a beautiful woman. Is she? She, Yes, she is. Okay. She is. I mean... The violet eyes, the figure, the hair. Well, okay. They're violet eyes. So, mm, no. They're green. (laughs) There are uh, there sure are many not. there are many close ups and it's like those are green them yes. are green and then later there are some close ups where they're purple <laughs> and I know that was a big thing of hers and she was, oh my violet eyes nobody has violet eyes maybe mm. maybe tw- sparkly vampires do <laughs> and I honestly don't know what the deal is because there are plenty of times where we're close up and they're green they are uh, not purple and notice. then there's a couple where there were well I was looking okay. particularly because I heard uh. about this but and the thing is she yeah sorry. Well, you, you brought up this in a, in a previous, no, no, a previous discussion. I don't think it's actually on the air mm-hmm. where I had never seen a Liz Taylor movie. You had, yeah. and you're like, yeah, she's extremely adequate. And yeah. the funny thing is for this film, for most of it, I think she is. When she plays an older woman, yeah. that's when she actually gets a lot better. Yeah. I think. She, do, she does much better at the end of the movie. I am sorry. I consider Elizabeth Taylor one of the most overrated movie stars I don't I, get it either. I she's not very talented. Her I find her voice annoying and grating, and she has very limited range. I, I just what? I don't think much of what she does. I maybe I haven't. I've never seen Who's Afraid of Virginia Woolf. I've never seen Butterfield Eight. These <laughs> yeah. are the big big ones that they're famous for. But I've seen her in a number of things. Honestly, one of the things I like best was National Velvet, which she did when she was twelve. I thought that's what she started off in this film because she's got the black horse. Oh, that's Black Beauty, right? Yeah, right, right. yeah. Wasn't National Velvet also a black horse? Uh, yes, I think he was. So apparently, she just likes to co-star of black horses. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. See, I, I, I know she's a legend, uh, probably mm-hmm. in her own time. Maybe yeah. we just need to see a film where she's drunk and throws things, and then we'll, we'll like her better because she'll be playing. Maybe. More... <laughs> I don't Especially know. if it isn't, isn't Virginia Woolf where she's drunk and throws things at yes. Richard Burton? Yes, who is also drunk and throws things at her. Which, you know, uh, <laughs> Welsh, I'm poor, my name's not Richard Burton. Yeah, yeah. which people used to say, this. What I've heard that about uh, Who's Afraid of Virginia Woolf. It's like, you might as well have just stuck a movie camera in their living room. Yeah. <laughs> uh, they, so used, maybe, they used to have epic level fights. Maybe the whole deal is, is it was her personal life that was the thing that drew people i don't know because i read a lot about i was i was thinking of inflicting cleopatra on us because i've never seen it it is even longer than this film oh it's over four hours long (laughs) yeah uh it's fascinating although it is one of those movies where hearing about the making of it is kind of more interesting than the movie well and that's what i wondered is if that wasn't what 
made her more famous wasn't just and you say that she's she's gorgeous i guess so um i mean she's although one of the one of the things i couldn't help this is going a, a little off to the side one of the things i couldn't help but notice is um for two deeply brunette people they have amazingly blonde children yeah there was some <laughs> serious recessives in those de- well like i said all their it's like this mom yes what how come i'm older than you Oh, gee, I don't, gee, know. I don't know. <laughs> so, so the whole thing about the the her name's Leslie, right? Yep. Les Leslie and uh, Bick, whatever. Um, <laughs> we we'd see a lot of their relationship, and the first thing we see is that oh, she's gonna have him, and he's kind of oh, you know, ma'am, interested in her, and then suddenly they're married, and it's nineteen minutes later. Yes, nineteen yep. minutes. Yep. Um, and they get to Texas, and you realize very quickly perhaps not as quickly as liz but she knows nothing about him yeah because what do they do one of the first things they do is they go to a barbecue and it's like oh boy barbecued calf's head mm, oh you're yikes smatter yeah, some brains actually, on your plate and she faints <laughs> yeah. she actually and that's when Liz says a line that's what i was afraid of yeah and you're looking and it's like here is this upper crust probably pampered easterner mm-hmm. you know from 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 wealth and here she is in, well, there's wealth because they own so much land, but there is literally nothing in view from mm. this giant Victorian house. It is literally flat, then house, and then flat again. <laughs> um, and she is so a uh, fish out of water. She Very just, much. And to, to her credit, the character's credit, she basically buckles on her pants the next day and says, yeah, I'm not doing that again. Yeah. And, and of course, it also helps. She's Regardless of the style, she's a first-class rider. Right. So she can stay on the horse. Yes, unfortunately, it's that horse. Yeah, and, uh, yeah, war yeah, wings. Well, yeah, and, or war and wins, excuse me. Yeah, and it was obvious as soon as uh, the horse came back limping, I was like, "Oh, we're gonna have an old yellow ending, aren't we?" Yeah, yep, old yeah, that was sad, and it was horrible because it's like I don't think his leg was broken. Yeah, that, that's no. that, that's what Bick says, but it's like, no, you killed the horse that quote unquote killed your sister, yeah. uh, who really deserved it because yeah, she, she was, was asking for it. She was on yeah. a horse that they said was too spirited for anyone to ride, and she was using spurs that that horse had probably never even seen. Yeah, and didn't deserve because it was it was a uh, meant, to, and she even said it. It's like, well, if that you bought that horse for for uh, studding out. You shouldn't ought to be riding it around. That's absolutely true. No one should have been riding him. He should have been a nice corral with his pick of the fillies. And she was just like, well, I'm not going to let any old highfalutin gal get a blah, 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 and then, you know, ruins everything. And that, that's the thing, though. Bick is a strange character in that he comes off as very bullheaded and very traditionalist. He's always like, over my dead body, or, you know, you're my wife. But like, when the, the men are talking business and... Yeah, men's stuff. Men's stuff. And... He has absolutely no idea what to do when she wants to stay and listen. You're Except- tired. No, I ain't. Yeah. You're tired. No, I... Okay. <laughs> and eventually, obviously, she realizes, now this is a fight. It's in front of the other men. I'm not going to win this one. Yeah. But, like, and the way with the kids. Yeah. You know, he's the- like, well, you know, Jordan, you know, Jordan the third, he's going to take over the ranch. And when he's four years old at his fourth birthday party, and we see... And he tries to put him on a horse, and he starts crying and <laughs> yeah. won't stop. That was yeah. so painful. And what, he, what does he want to do? He wants to play with his country doctor kit. Yeah, yeah. Well, there you go. And that's um, what that's what he becomes. He wants to be a doctor. He doesn't want to run the ranch. And Bick is like, of course you're going to run the ranch. Oh, No, I, I ain't. Guess, oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, and I, I... Maybe that's why Luz was all about... 
it's tradition, but I have to be here because if I'm not, you're going to let everybody railroad you. Yeah, or, it you might know, be. Whatever. Yeah, I don't know. But so at one point, I'm thinking that the theme of this this movie, or at least the theme of the characters, was actually a quote from the 1978 Superman film. And I'm sure you know it. It goes something like, stocks may go up and uh, down. People are no damn good, good, but they'll always want land and they'll pay through the nose to get it. Uh, <laughs> um, I don't know if that was a theme, but... <laughs> I thought one of the themes is also how the country and Texas were changing. I mean, Texas used to just be cattle country. That's where their yep. wealth was. Yeah. And then they discovered oil and they discovered how useful it was. And Jet's the first, but uh, um, Bick is like, well, we're cattle people. We've always been cattle people. Yeah. I, I like his uh, his oldest daughter, you know, Luz the second, saying, right. can't we just have one little old oil well so I can have my own phone line? <laughs> It's a great line. My other favorite line is once Dennis Hopper strike, uh, not Dennis Hopper, excuse me, James Dean strikes it rich with the oil, and everyone is really annoyed because they all thought he was supposed to go and fail, and suddenly he's becoming rich. And one of the guys says, we should have shot that fella a long time ago. Now he's too rich to kill. Yeah. It's like, wow, really? That's, yeah. honest. That's honest. Yeah, and you know... Uh... We have, we have to guess as to why they don't like him. I mean, he's he's obviously a ne'er-do-well, except that every time he's given an opportunity to do ne'er-well, he actually keeps to, pretty much keeps to tradition and manners and stuff. It's only when he gets the oil on him and he comes up and the, he knows they want to hit him, so he hits uh, hits yeah. um, Rock Hudson instead. Yeah. And then later on when, you know, he, he hits a couple other people later on. Yeah, usually um, he sucker punches them or has his guys holding them. But see, I was thinking, oh, now we've got uh, Jet. He's got his chance, and he's going to show them. Oh, and he's going to show them that he can be just as big of a jerk as a rich guy yeah. as they are. Yeah. So there's like, there's no real redemption for him either. He's um, um, horribly in love with somebody who's literally old enough to be his daughter, young enough to be his daughter. Yeah, but it's pretty clear, and she eventually realizes this. It's because he sees uh, he love. sees Leslie in her. He sees yeah, Leslie no, he, in her, and he's always been in love with Leslie. Right, and it's it's. Why does he grow a, that mustache? Well, my my night note was, hey, he struck oil. Now he has enough money to afford a mustache. <laughs> um, he does amazingly well, and the makeup people do a very good job. I think in general, aging in Hollywood looks kind of cheesy. You want enough? Yeah, hang on, let me. I got let me stop you there about the aging. He had almost no makeup on. He refused. He said. I should be able to do it just by f the way I hold my face and furrow my brow. And well, he does. They do, I believe. They grade his hair. They yes. grade his hair. Yep, they do that. That was all he would let him do. And I, one of the notes I didn't write down was, in some cases, the lighting near the yeah. end there was having that scene with uh, Luz Jr. Uh, well, I guess you can say that. <laughs> yeah. and in, the, in his own private club there. And when he's up at the table drunk later on, the lighting is used exceedingly well. And it really, it's actually sort of like Citizen Kane. That's there what is, I was yeah, thinking. Yeah, there's an element of that, of the, the man standing, you know, trying to command respect with the huge table, except he's alone. And but that's he, really a big sign for, for Jet in general. He has all this money. He has, he, he builds, he's building airports and hotels and he's completely alone. Yeah, and I, I, I have to say, I wanted, I, I really think that Jed at the beginning of the film and Jed at the end of the film are two totally different characters. One mm -hmm. of them has definitely evolved. He is no longer just that ranch hand. He's still got that, that ne'er do well, you know, I can lick you thing. But he's changed the way he acts and the way he yeah. works around. Now he's in charge. 
and it is a different character and it just you know the kid had three movies and he made the most of them so yeah yeah, James Dean he did really well we talked about this but he did really well he really did and the thing with uh, with Bick though is I think one of the reasons people disliked him so much at the beginning is he has he is completely disrespectful he doesn't say doesn't call people sir or ma'am he's not in awe of anyone he puts his feet up on the furniture he puts his feet on the upholstery puts his feet up on the car he shows very clearly that and this is something James Dean did really well this absolute I got no use for your nonsense I got no use for your rules I got no use for any of this and I'm not going to pretend that I do I'm not going to try to I'm not going to pretend to be to feel some way that I don't well I got the feeling too that Luz was basically of two different minds about him one of them was and she says this he's the only one and in these here parts that can do what he does he's the mechanic he's the only guy who can fix everything and keep everything running yeah and also i think it's pretty obvious although she refuses to let anybody see her have affection that she's kind of sweet on him yeah well they they sort of hint at that but yeah nothing it's also clear nothing came of it and it's not clear if he was like attracted to her, but he obviously she. I think he says she was the only one there that he thought of was his friend. Yeah, uh, I have a couple of more notes here. One of them is about the director having some very odd choices. There were two uh-huh. shots in particular. I'm like, why are these here? And one of them is it's later on in the film, and it's the scene where uh, uh, Leslie and Je- Beck have. Mm-hmm made it not only into the 50s but they actually have a bedroom they can share finally because <laughs> yeah. that's just a, that just there's not done mm-hmm. um and they're having you can tell that each of them has had a a conversation with one of the separate children about right. i want to be a doctor and i want to do the other thing yep. i want to go off with bob um and they're each going to approach how they're going to speak to the other one and there's a scene where rock hudson is stating his case about his daughter reading the sunday comics utterly obscuring elizabeth taylor yeah. and it's like and she's talking and he can't see her no he's just long shot of rock hudson reading a newspaper behind which somewhere is liz taylor yeah that was, was a like, strange choice and i thought oh if it was a cut where we cut then to her i could see it and it's like no it kept going and i'm just why are you covering up elizabeth taylor with a newspaper <laughs> i don't understand and then later on um and this is a very telling scene um, so so eventually World War II happens, and Earl Holloman, Earl goes, Holloman. goes off to fight World War II, mm-hmm. as does this little kid whose name is Angel, who's Angel Jr. And we see Angel Jr. throughout the film. He was the baby who was very sick yep. that that Leslie goes to help. He eventually is the kid who, unlike uh, Bick Jr., loves to ride. Yep. And then later he goes off to war, and sure enough, he comes he, home too in a box. Yeah, he's the one who dies. And it's just all about, you know, hey, the rich people get to be cool and they live fine and the poor people don't. But we get to the funeral scene and inexplicably, just as the funeral is starting, we're not looking at the townsfolk. We're not looking at the coffin. Uh, We're not there. There's this kid yawning. (laughs) Yeah, but they're going off to play while they're playing taps and and singing the national anthem. You know, the other thing that bothered me is like, oh, can we not have anything in Spanish, please? Because yeah. none of these people have English as their first. And okay, fine, whatever. I guess it's the ceremony. But it's just like, why is there this close up of this young child yawning? I don't, I don't understand. Which is a shame because the rest, there are parts of that scene that are really touching. I really like the fact that when they do the traditional, they fold the flag and they give it to yeah. his mother. 
And then Rock Hudson, who has brought Leslie and come to the funeral, walks over and hands the father the state flag of Texas. Yes, but of course he doesn't hand him, you know, money or make his life well we don't we don't know that but yeah probably not the 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 whole thing of the texas racism which let's which oh yeah it only happens in texas phew uh, thank god that's over too yeah yeah is is really painful i mean when he talks about you know those people and their kind which really stunned me two things is one there's an interracial marriage you know jordan jr falls in love with juana a medical assistant and when he announces it he comes there, the family's having a party, and he says, I'd like you to meet everyone to meet my wife. And people cheer. And yeah. nobody go, gets stupid. Nobody starts burning crosses or yelling or any of that. It's just like, hey, good for you. And it's like, wow. Yeah. I'm, I'm kind of impressed. And they keep bringing up the way that she's treated, that Juana is treated, like at the beauty parlor. And right. we find out that is something else about, about Jet that keeps him from being complete, sympathetic. Right. Is he is a complete racist. He doesn't change that at all. Nope. Vic slowly over time adjusts. Jet More never does. He won't let, uh, you know, he doesn't want any, his hotel won't serve Mexicans. They won't serve Hispanics. Right. And the one thing that kind of throws me as sort of out of place in that movie is the diner, the diner scene. Okay. I have Which to say. It, very important and very near the end of the film. Yeah, it's near the end of the film. They're coming back from this big blowout with the jet, and it's you know Bick and Leslie, and Juana, and their grandson, their mixed race grandson, and the daughter. Oh, that's right. Sorry, the daughter Luz is there, and they go into this little place that's across the street from their half a million acre ranch, <laughs> and now oil field, and it's called Sarge's, and there's a sign that says we respect, we refuse, we reserve the right to refuse service to anybody. Oh which boy, was, they zoom in on that. Yeah, which, yeah, you know something bad is coming. And you know, because that was always very obvious code for whites only. Right. And they try to, you know, they want him to take uh, Juana and the kid and get out. But it's, oh, well, let's see. There's three white people and two Hispanics. I guess that's uh, balances out. And then a Mexican family comes in and they're throwing them out. Yeah. And Rock Hudson gets up and gets in a fight with Sarge. And gets his head handed to him. Didn't you want him to flatten that guy? Oh, I wanted we've been him waiting, to hit... We've been waiting this whole film for Rock to finally boil over and do something. Yeah. And, and he me. holds his own for a long time, especially considering he's got to be 10 to 15 years older than Sarge. But he does. He gets beat up. And for some reason, this really impresses Leslie. I uh, yeah, that that part and finally you're the man I always wanted to craft you into being. Yeah, that that always kind of confused me. It's like, wait, why did losing the fight do that? But okay, and, well, I then mean, he uses I, a I, racial I, slur too, and that yeah, you know. yeah. And then the final shot is of their two grandchildren, who they just ordered up from Central Casting. Get me, <laughs> okay, get me two children who look diametrically opposed. There's one looks like. Looks like something just stepped off a Nazi recruiting poster. Blonde hair, blue eyes. I don't know where either of those came from in that family. Uh, And then there's... A kid with some makeup on him. (laughs) No, then there is the half-Mexican kid, who, let's face it, is much cuter. And, you know, darker skin, black hair, dark eyes. And the, the final shot is just a lingering shot of the two of them. And it's like, okay, is this saying... 
you know, we can have some kind of harmony here? Is this uh, hopeful? Is this, Or is this just another thing of how the world's changing? Well, he even says that. He says, look, these two are smarter than all of us. Yeah. Because they're in the playpen, and they're like, they're just like, they're actually looking outwards. They don't care about each other. Yeah, they're doesn't bother them because they're tiny little kids. What do they yes. know? Mm. Uh, you know, I, my feeling was we're looking at the two of them, they kind of focus more on, I don't remember his name, but uh, the... the um, the son of uh, of Jed, uh, I'm sorry, Jed. I keep saying Jed. The yeah. son of Bick George. Jr. So oh, maybe yeah. it's Bick the Third or whatever. I don't remember either and of the grandchildren's names. I'm afraid. I think it is Bick the Third or Fourth yeah. or whatever. Okay. But uh, you, they kind of focus more on him, and I'm like, oh, he's gonna run the ranch. <laughs> it's gonna be him because he's the feistier one. And, yeah, maybe. And I, I get, and of course the film ends, and I'm like, I still like, I don't know what this is about. Yeah. Um, so uh, I, I, we've pretty much gone through most of my oh, notes. Oh, we've got one more, and it's just for you. Okay. It is, I would assume, your favorite scene in the film. Which and one? it was it had me in stitches. I was laughing so hard. So at one point, early in... Ah, eh, God knows when in the film. It's <laughs> three hours and whatever minutes. Yeah. Uh, they uh, The chemistry between Leslie and Bick has um, petered out so much, although it... I honestly never really gets it going. It's like yeah. just as just as she starts liking him, he does something dumb, yeah. and she gets all uppity as she should, mm -hmm. and want, is like, "You're an idiot," and she's like, "Well, no, you're an idiot. No, you're an idiot." And then, you know, <laughs> so but again, the the fights are horrible, but the mm. makeup sex is fantastic. <laughs> we, we um, <laughs> okay, so she decides. Well, well, okay, so at one point they mm -hmm. do that. They have the fight, then they have the makeup sex, and the next morning. She's like, well, I hope it's a son. And he's like, what are you talking about? Oh. And she says, I'm pregnant. Really? And oh. I was like, how did that? How, why didn't you tell oh, that me? Didn't because me? Because it literally you... just happened. That's why she didn't tell you. We don't know that that was I... when they had, that was it. They must, they've had sex, they had sex on the train um, coming back. Who knows how many, many times. Me, they had separate, although conjoining rooms. So I don't know. No, no, anyway. no. They had two rooms, but one was a sitting room. There was no, one that, bedroom no, 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 and a no, no, sitting no. room. They, that was the further on one. The two beds the two bedrooms were connected and mm -hmm. that got loves pissed off. Cause he shows up and says, right. She says, you're going to have that room over there. And, uh, Bick says, no, 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 no. She's this my is... wife. She, we're going to have these. That'll be our sitting room. Mm -hmm. But the, their bedrooms up until the fifties. Cause of course everyone knows that in the fifties, all husbands and wives slept in separate beds. Oh yes. Except uh, for Herman and Lily Munster. Right. Uh, <laughs> they were the first. Yeah, it turns out they weren't, but that's okay. No. Oh. I looked it up once. I don't know why I was really bored. And the internet tells you everything. <laughs> um, no, so at one point, uh, things are not going well, which does not surprise anybody in the audience. And they have the kids at this point, all three of them. And and Liz is like, you know, I think it's a good idea that I go visit home. And this is also a point oh, later. Oh, is this in the end Pedro? Yeah, so wait, let, let, let me set <laughs> the ahead, scene. Go ahead, go ahead. So they go back to the East, to Maryland, for yep. Thanksgiving. And there is a scene, a at first inexplicable scene, of the three children out in the backyard where there is a turkey in a pen and they're tossing it, I guess, cracked corn or whatever. Mm -hmm. I don't care. Uh, and they're going, eat your dinner, Pedro, eat your dinner, Pedro. And I just would like, why is this here? What are, this is cruel. And the next shot, the literal next <laughs> yep. shot is a close up of a stuffed turkey on a platter and they bring it in. And I started laughing then because it's like, wow, that was mean. Oh no, it gets better. So they put the thing down. The kids are also inexplicably dressed up like Indians, I guess, because it's Thanksgiving and yeah. Indians, whatever. And yeah. they, well, I don't know. And they're all sitting around the table and one of the kids, I think it's the son, says, Mommy, is that Pedro? Or, or no, and no, Ma he just points and goes, 
Pedro? Pedro. And mommy is stupid enough to say, yes, son, yeah, it's I, Pedro. And yeah. all the kids start crying. They all start howling. I, yeah, that cracked me up, too. I was and all dying. I could, all I could think was, are you an idiot? Of course you say, no, that's not Pedro. Oh, my God. Pedro and I, flew I, away. In my notes, I have it. It says, Pedro, no. <laughs> and, well, those kids are growing up vegetarian. It's like, okay. And also, they grew up on cattle ranch. What do they eat probably for three meals a day? Cow. Yeah, but they so, but turkey? Yeah, they probably never seen a turkey. Never name your dinner. That's, no. That no. Is, actually, this entire film, that is its whole point. Never <laughs> that, that name is, That is dinner. the point of the movie. <laughs> that scene just killed me. It's just like, ah, Pedro, ah. <laughs> It's like, honey, honey, Pedro's going to be fine with a little gravy and stuff. <laughs> Right, so that's it for my notes. Yeah, yeah. So uh, let's get to the the end. Yeah, what did we think of it? The roundup. Uh, I don't know. Mm. I still don't understand the point of this film. Is it like times they are a changing? I guess kinda. Except we know better than that. Sadly, mm. um, they're not changing nearly enough. And this was sixty years ago. Yeah. Um, is it about? the main character i guess is it about jet and how his fortunes changed him to be a better no no it's not about that i don't I, really know i think it's i think it's about how texas changed i think it's about how the country changed and i think it's about something of the nature of change in that it's not always i mean we see bick changes i think for the better he becomes a better person and jet changes for the worse so yeah. I, think, I don't I think it's like no change in and of itself isn't good or bad it's it's both it depend it can go either way I that's that's what I got from it it's like yes the world keeps changing sometimes it's good sometimes it's not well I also I'm glad to see that from the very beginning there is no racism in Maryland <laughs> oh yeah because that's how Liz Taylor's brought up she's she's not in any way right with all the I black mean, servants it was <laughs> they're, stum, just there, they're just there to help Pedro <laughs> into the <laughs> oven. <laughs> yeah, I. Uh, this is one of those films. This mm. is a big tentpole. You probably should at some point, if you're interested in American cinema, see these films. Mm. Film, and it's it's okay. I would it's, go be. Yeah. I mean, it, it's got some great performances in it. Yeah. I mean, I think, all things considered, Rock does a pretty good job. Yeah. I never thought of Rock as a great actor. I don't nope. think he is a great actor. No. Nope. He's usually enjoyable. Yeah. But in this, he's actually, you. he too is restrained because you can see him get angry, but he holds on to it for three hours and 17 <laughs> minutes. And even then, he does realize the error of his ways, which is why he allows himself to get all those nice sharp corners sanded off mm -hmm. but there's a decent performance there even liz taylor again she starts off being mm -hmm. kind of shrill and annoying and i th again i think if she's an older character she does a better job she's not great she does a competent job she is yeah. as i say adequate i really would have liked to see grace kelly do that but yeah james dean though oh you know i we talked about him uh wow. dennis hopper has a very interesting he's almost bipolar because he's like, oh, you know, my daddy and I, I got to be do, do what my daddy says. I got to be all good and, and do it. But I don't want to do that. And then later on, when he's finally like he, too, has had enough. You get to see that Benedict temper mm -hmm. and he goes after Jet. And there's a really cool dichotomy of performance there, which we know later will only get worse and worse. I don't <laughs> mean in a bad way. I just mean more and more intense. Uh, yeah. 
So there's some really good performances in here, but the story, I kept waiting for the big reveal, and I don't think there was one. I don't think there was supposed to be. I think this is more of just. Oh, a I'm story sorry. For of a three family. hours, there better be. <laughs> it's a story of a family and how the, the generations yeah. change. I also think, in terms of the way the movie is made, I think it's really well made. I think the direction is terrific. I think it's visually stunning. And yes, it's long, and it kind of feels long, but not as bad I, as some. How did you watch it, if you don't mind my asking? I watched it over two days. I, I had no. to... Bro- oh, that's, a, that's not what I meant. How, what format? How did you get it? It came on two discs. Now, was there a hint of an intermission for you? No. I had no idea if there was an intermission. <laughs> See, I watched it. I rented it on, on a, a very large company's media uh, outlet, uh-huh. uh, iTunes, and... Yeah. Uh, I was like, okay, there's got, there's got, there's got, and there wasn't. There was no intermission. Wow. Strangely, there is four minutes and twenty three seconds of blank screen and Texas music. Okay, at the that end was of the not. Film. I thought that was just me. I thought that was no. my copy. There was no. Yeah, they didn't show any more credits. It was just nope. black and uh, yellow rose of Texas and the eyes of Texas are upon you. Yeah, I thought that was interesting. Those were the Texas. Those, neither of those are the state song of Texas. That's Texas, yeah, they, my Texas. But but they both have Texas in them. That true. So I, it's okay. I, I don't I don't think it suffers from age as much as it could have. Mm. It's 60 years old. Um, it's thankfully it takes place more or less in its time. So we don't, you know, I don't think that the directing or the staging or the cinematography feel particularly old. Mm. It does have the nice theme of, hey, you know, racism's stupid. Mm-hmm. And they do confront that in an early time. I just, I don't, it's okay. Yeah, you get the feeling they're sort of skirting it. It's like, we'll take it so far, but we want this movie to play in the South, so we're not going to do it too much. Yeah, and I wonder what that reaction was. Obviously, mm. it did great, but, you know, was oh, it yeah, one it of those films that... successful, yeah. Yeah. So, uh, next week... Yeah, what are we doing I'm thinking, next week? Uh, well, I think this film was too uplifting. I think it was too Uh-oh. happy, and I think it was, um, there's just too much singing, dancing, and fun. Uh, so I want to veer away from fun as much as I can. <laughs> oh, Lord. Yeah. So it's going to be another one of those movies. In mm-hmm. other words, it's one of those capital T, capital M movies that we're supposed to see and you're supposed to like. Fire away. And, and uh, it's, it is vaguely connected, and, and we'll talk about how next week. But uh, next week we're going to be talking about Streetcar Named Desire. Oh, wow. Yeah, this is one. I'm, I have never seen this movie. I have read the play, but I've never seen the movie. And it's it, you're supposed to like. Uh, I think uh, if I don't see it by the end of the year, I we no, we can't do the podcast anymore. No, I th- no, but you will have to pay a very heavy tax penalty. Uh, yes, you know, uh, and some parts may be made of chicken, <laughs> or some parts may be made of Pedro. <laughs> so oh, Pedro. vote for Pedro, won't you? Max Mike Movies is a co-production of The Voice of Max and The Movie Wrench.